Coming up this week, hear all about Ashley's trip to Disney World. Welcome to this week's episode of To the Mouse and Back. Now, before I get to the episode, I want to mention just a couple quick things. Uh, So one, as I think I've mentioned before, I am a giant nerd. And I had stickers printed of the cover art from my show. I love this cover art so much. Um, A friend of mine named Laura is a designer and she made the cover art for me and I'm so happy with how it turned out. So now I have a sticker of it on my work laptop and I get to proudly show everyone that I'm a huge Disney nerd. So if any of you out there would like a To The Mouse and Back sticker on your laptop or water bottle or whatever, I would love to send you a sticker just send me an email at rachel, that's R-A-C-H-E-L at tothemouseandback.com or a Twitter DM at mouseandbackpod and just tell me where to send it. Also a reminder to follow me on Twitter if you want to chat about whatever Disney stuff. Um, I love hearing about your trips that you have coming up or talking about recent Disney news or hearing your thoughts on recent episodes. Again, my Twitter handle is mouseandbackpod. This week, I am welcoming back Ashley. If you want to hear Ashley's first trip report, you can check out episode eight when she went with her young daughter and her mom. Now, I don't usually have repeat guests on. I like to keep the content pretty fresh, so I do like finding new people, but I do occasionally make exceptions, and I asked Ashley to come back on, partly because her last trip being cut short by a hurricane was kind of heartbreaking, and partly because she's just so much fun to talk to, so... In this episode, you'll hear her talk about a few rainstorms, some of which they avoided, some of which they just had to deal with. In the show notes, I'm going to include a link to an article on WDW Prep School about how to deal with weather at Disney World. And I definitely recommend checking it out, especially the rain part. This is hugely important because the rainy season in Orlando runs from January 1st through December 31st. It's basically all year. I mean, Essentially, on any given day, there's like a 75% chance of rain. So it's super important to be prepared. In addition to the suggestions in that article, I also recommend downloading the Dark Sky app for your phone. Um, The app is great anytime, but especially when you're at Disney because it's hyper-localized, meaning that it's targeted to whatever your specific location is. And it's nice because it'll warn you if it's going to start raining. Then when it does start, it'll show you how hard it's going to rain over the next hour. So if it's going to be heavy rain for five minutes and then stop, you can just hide out in a gift shop or whatever. But if it's going to be heavy rain for an hour, you know to just get out your ponchos and get ready to get soaked. So highly recommend checking out that app. Anyway, that is it for intro stuff. So let's go ahead and get to Ashley's interview. Hey, Ashley, welcome back to the show. Hey, Rachel, thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i really excited to get to talk to you. Last time, I it broke my heart a little bit that, you know, the end of your trip was so broken up by the hurricane craziness and everything. So I thought back then, I was like, I've got to get her back on at some point for like a redo. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. it it'll, it's it's going to be a good trip this time, so I'm excited to talk about it. Good, good. I can feel it. I know this is this is going to go well. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, people who have listened to the show from the beginning will already know a little bit about you. But for the new listeners, tell me a little bit about what is your Disney history. 
So we are longtime Disney fans in our house. I have been visiting Walt Disney World since I was a little girl. We grew up in Tampa, and so I used to visit Disney World because it was right up the street from where we lived and didn't really spend a lot of time in my kind of teenage years going to Disney World, but then whenever I was in college, I started going back down again and then introduced my now husband to the parks probably about 15 years ago or so, and we have been going down to Walt Disney World on a regular basis ever ever since, and we've used to live near Disneyland and also have visited some of the international parks as well, too. So we are huge fans. <laughs> nice. Very cool. So what is your planning style? Are you somebody who likes a lot of structure in your plans, a lot of flexibility? Where do you kind of fall on that scale? I think I'm somewhere in the middle now. I used to be trying to make sure that my trip was going to be laid out minute by minute, perfect as I approached it. And we have since introduced a little one into our family. She is 18 months old now, and she has taught me that plans don't always go the way that you lay them out to, <laughs> to go. And so over, over the past 18 months or so, we've gone down to Disney a couple times with her. This will be our sixth trip with her. And I've learned as I've gone. And so this is a nice, a nice itinerary that I've put together with, it has structure to it, but it also has a lot of just unknown time built into it just in case there's anything that throws up what I have us set to do that day. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, those kids, they'll teach you real fast that it's really, really cute what you put in your spreadsheet, mom, but I'm just going to go ahead and have a temper tantrum right here in the middle of Pandora. Exactly. And it's, it's remarkable the way that you have to approach your trip to thinking, okay, this is kind of a later night. Should we really risk it by getting up early that next morning? How's that going to go? And these are all, all considerations that I never had to think of before Ellie arrived into our lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So for this trip, who is going to be going with you? So this trip is going to be myself, my husband, and our daughter, Ellie. Okay. How are you going to be getting there? We are flying, and we are we're leaving this Friday, um, which will be May 10th, and then we are renting a car when we get down there, but we're actually not going to keep it for the entire the entire part of our, our trip. So we're just going to have it basically to, to take us from the airport and then to drop us off at the hotel. And then we'll rent a car to get back to the, to the airport as well, too, on the day that we leave. Okay. What makes you guys decide to do it that way? So we've, we've done it a couple different ways now since we've been going down. And the one thing that we have felt that we really like having is is the flexibility of a car and we don't really need the car for the entire extent of our trip just because we do rely on Disney transportation pretty heavily but we like it to have the the quiet and the convenience of just being able to stop along the way after we arrive at the airport if we need to go to the grocery store or pick up some things before we go to check in and it, it gives us some calmness after the plane, too, at least still at an age where air travel is, is unpredictable. And the last thing I would want to subject a, a Uber driver or minivan driver, anybody to is, is a very crabby toddler after we, <laughs> we get off the flight. And so it works out this way. And Disney has a couple of car care centers on property. And 
it's really easy just to return a car to them and to get a ride back to your hotel. Nice. So did they give you a ride back to the hotel or is there some other Disney transportation? They So they actually do. If you rent from National or Alamo, they both have um, the the car care centers on property and they have transportation that can bring you back. And I've never had to wait for a van. There's always one that's right there. So I'll just go drop off the car and then hop on a van. And I think the last time I did this to rent the car and drop it off and fill it with gas, all of that stuff, it took only about 20 minutes round trip to do it. Granted, we do normally stay pretty close to where the car care center locations are, but it's it's really easy. And so we figured if we can save ourselves some, some peace and quiet and have some convenience of having a car, but not paying for the entire, the entire stay of our trip, then this works out pretty well. Yeah, awesome. Okay. So you said you guys are flying down May 10th. What day do you come back? We come back Tuesday, May 14th. Okay. How'd you pick those days? Well, it's a time of year we normally tend to go down. We like going down beginning of May, whether it's the first weekend of May or around Mother's Day. So this weekend, it just happened to fall around Mother's Day. The crowd levels are still pretty tolerable down there as well as the heat. It's not quite as intense as it can be in the summer. And I also love being able to go over to Epcot and experience Flower and Garden. I love Flower and Garden so much. This is the first year that I'm missing it in a while and makes me very sad. We'll have to plan a trip for next next year to go down around this time so you can get to experience all of the, the flowers and the fun that they have in the park. I like it. I think I'm going to have to do that. Okay, awesome. So where are you going to be staying? We are staying at the Grand Floridian this trip. Okay, how'd you pick that? Well, also since the arrival of Ellie, we're realizing how much time we spend in Magic Kingdom. And being able to be very close to that park has been really helpful just with fitting in naps and kind of keeping to some sort of structured timeline whenever we are down there. Awesome. Okay. What kind of room are you in at the Grand? So we booked a lagoon view room. And I actually, for the first time, called them over a week ago or so, a couple days before we go to check in to request a specific building and close to a specific room, one that we've stayed in before. So this is the first time I've done that. And I'm eager to see if it works out. And I'm crossing my fingers that we will get a comparable room to what we've stayed in previously that had a really, really great view. Awesome. Okay. So you guys are there the 10th through the 14th. Now, do you all have annual passes? We do have annual passes. Okay. So you didn't have to worry about, you know, kind of how many days of tickets or anything you needed. So that's good. Yeah. So how did you decide your park plan? You know, as you looked at these days that you had, how did you decide what parks you wanted to try to hit each day? So normally I tend to rely on the crowd calendar and what other other online sources are generally telling me is going to be a crowded park that day. But while we're down there, it seems like most of the parks are pretty equal across the, the days that we're going to be there. So I just tried to kind of balance based on how many how many mornings we want to be in Magic Kingdom, how many nights we want to be in Magic Kingdom. We're going to end up in the park at least once every single day for the the entire time that we're down there. And so it was just 
kind of based around that. And then we wanted to visit all of the other parks as well, too. And so just kind of building them in and based on other dining reservations and things that I had put put forward uh, or put in play a couple of months ago. And then, of course, Fast Pass availability tends to throw things off if you if you are trying to go for one of those those hot ticket fast passes. So flight yeah. of passage always tends to lock us into animal kingdom on a certain day. And that's uh-huh. exactly what it did on this trip. <laughs> now, when you look at things like extra magic hours, do you try to take advantage of those or try to avoid the parks with those? Or does that not factor into your decision? Well, it, yes and no, we are going to go to animal kingdom on a morning whenever there is extra magic hours. And I normally try to avoid the parks that do have extra magic hours because I know that the crowds can be a little bit heavier. But when we're when we're there, Animal Kingdom has two morning hours over just the, the five days that we're there. So we were kind of limited in terms of when we could go regardless. But I'm not too, too worried about it. I think that the crowds are going to be inevitable, but I normally do try to avoid the parks that I, I know that the crowds are going to flock to. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, while we are talking about Animal Kingdom, tell me a little bit about what are the highlights that you're most excited about in Animal Kingdom? So we are going to have breakfast at Tusker House this trip, which we haven't been to in a while, and we haven't been to yet with our little girl. And so the last time that we were down there, she was really starting to take a liking to all the characters, and we're we're hoping that she's going to continue the same uh the same interest in them this trip because we do have quite a few character interactions <laughs> so that could potentially go uh go south if, if she's not really feeling them but we will we'll head there for breakfast and we're also going to try to introduce her to some shows this time she is at an age now where she seems interested and in performances and she does have a little bit of patience to sit and just kind of enjoy what's in front of her. So we're going to try to have her see Festival of the Lion King. It's long, so I don't know how long will be, how much of the show we'll be able to see, but we're, we're going to try. So those are the, the two big things that we're really excited for in Animal Kingdom. And of course, Flight of Passage, we're looking forward to being able to experience that again, too. Nice. Now, you guys, I guess, will ride or swap the Flight of Passage ride? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it is right around nap time. So one of us might have to, have to end up going back to the uh, the hotel with her uh, after they get off the ride. But hopefully we'll be able to, she'll be able to hang out for a little bit. Gotcha. Does she ever nap in the stroller or is she a, like, I need to nap in the dark silence, baby? She, she she did the last trip. She, when we were there, she just kind of fell asleep in the stroller. And we were both quite surprised at that because she normally, normally needs her, her crib ever since she, she went through proper, proper sleep training. And she was able to finally um, learn how to sleep in her crib. Normally the car seat, anything, she just doesn't even fall asleep there, but she did last time. So we're really hoping that if she, if she is tired, she will, give herself the grace to just fall asleep in her stroller. Nice. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay. All right. What about Epcot? What are the highlights you're most excited about there? You mentioned Flower and Garden, so it sounds like that's going to be one. Yes. So we will we will visit Flower and Garden, make sure to see all of the 
all of the topiaries they have up. And we are going to eat at Garden Grill this trip. I know that that's a favorite of yours. Yes. So we are excited about that. We haven't been there in so long. And you've encouraged me, inspired me (laughs) to make an early morning reservation so we can get in there before the park opens. And then we've the past few trips, another thing we've been doing is trying to take advantage of earlier mornings so we can do some stuff without a fast pass. And in Epcot, that really is is one where we take advantage of it because we can't do character stop and frozen. Mm-hmm. And we, we want to. And so we figured we'll be close to the character stop location. And after breakfast, we can just pop over there and get our photos taken with the characters. Ever since we've been going down, we've been taking Ellie to meet everybody in uh, in the character stop location. And so we have kind of a growth timeline of how she's growing with every trip that she's taken. So that's come kind of a staple of a trip, but we also want to do Frozen and you need a fast pass for Frozen if you don't want to wait in line. And so that's where our our fast pass went for there. So excited to do character stop and, um, and the other fast passes that we have there frozen. And we're going to go back to Epcot on, on Sunday and we're going to do um, a mother's day dinner at, at Rosen crown. And oh, I fun. love that restaurant. So it'll be exciting. Nice. So your garden grill reservation, what time is your reservation for? It is at 8.05 in the morning. Nice. So you got that like first thing. Yes. So when we did Garden Grill for breakfast, they actually, because you probably heard they have Soren open before the park opens, but we found that they also had Living with the Land open. Hmm. Okay. It was really cool because um, Mike took Madison, my older daughter, on Soren while I went on Living with the Land. This is at like 8.40. And, but we also got a rider swap for Soren so that then when, um, when they were done on Soren, I took, I took our older daughter on Soren again, and my husband took our younger daughter on Living with the Land again. And so we were able to actually do both of them. And it was like, by the time we had each ridden both rides, it was like 9.05. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, it's, every single time I hear stories about like that, and then I, I know that there's people that go down there and just don't under, don't know all of the ins and outs of being able to just truly maximize your time when you're down there. If you plan, a little bit of planning can go such a long way when you're down there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I thought it was cool too, because our waiter actually told us like he came probably around like 825 or so and basically said, I don't want to rush you, but if you guys do finish up eating early, um, you know, they do have the rides downstairs open and I'm happy to go ahead and bring your check. Cause you know, it's, um, it's family style. So, right. um, we'd already ordered everything. He said, I'm happy to go ahead and bring your check if you want to go ahead and pay and then you can just leave whenever you're done. So like, I was glad that he kind of told us that of like, Hey, I'm not trying to rush you, but if you finish up early, go ahead and go downstairs and start doing stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh. All right. So let's talk about Hollywood Studios. What are your highlights there? So Hollywood Studios, we, we're not going to spend a ton of time there, but I knew this was going to be our last trip down before Star Wars opens, uh-huh. at least phase one. And I just don't know what to expect when that when that part of the park opens. And so we're going to go down and we're going to 
uh, not spend a ton of time there. We actually don't have any fast passes in the park, but we are going to take Ellie to the Voyage of the Little Mermaid show. She is a huge Ariel fan right now, and we are we wanted to to take her on a couple of things while we're there and just kind of experience the park before all of the crowds come. Uh-huh. And so that is pretty much the the only thing that we're going to be doing in Hollywood Studios. We don't have a lot of time allotted there, but we wanted to at least go down and see it and say hi and remember it for what it was <laughs> before, before the crowds embark upon it. Yeah, I'm so worried about, I'm so worried that Hollywood Studios is just going to be a nightmare for like, a year or two. I am too. And you know, another thing that's that we're doing on this trip that it feels a little bit overkill, but we, we frequently stay in the boardwalk area and we love the path to walk from boardwalk down to Hollywood studios. And even though we're not staying there this trip, we are planning to walk the path and just, we're going to walk from Epcot down to Hollywood studios when we go. And it, Seems like a lot of time that might be unnecessary, but I also don't know what that path is going to be like. Yeah. There's just so many unknowns with the, I'm, I'm excited about this Skyliner, but it's just, it's, it's such a different experience from whenever we first started going down. And I, we've had so many mornings, early mornings where we were just the only people on that path and just kind of having a very calm enjoyable experience, peaceful, early morning around the boardwalk resource area. And I just, I, I don't know if we're going to have that for, for a while, especially if they're going to be opening the park so, so early in the morning in those opening months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. That'll be fun. I think it's good to make time for those things that, you know, even if it's, you know, it's not going to be on anybody's list of like a must do to walk on this right. path, but it's meaningful <laughs> to you guys. And that's what's right. important. Right. And we, another thing that we are going to try to do if, if Ellie is calm and able to hang out a little bit is to try and watch illuminations because we won't be able to go down there again until the, um, before the show ends. And that's also been a big, a big key part of our Epcot experience for the past several years that we've been going. And since, since Ellie, we haven't been able to enjoy as much nighttime entertainment as uh-huh. we used to. And illuminations is, is one that we, we used to just love walking around the world showcase before. And then after the show was over too. And so hopefully we'll be able to, to do that, but I'm not, I'm not kind of counting on that. That's one of those things that's in the itinerary as a would be great if we could do this, but understanding that we have a, a little one who might not be super keen to do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds like she'll probably be the one who makes the final decision right. on that. <laughs> right. All right. So it sounds like you're going to be spending the most time here. So let's talk about your highlights at Magic Kingdom. Yes. So we have... A couple new things that we haven't done yet in Magic Kingdom that we're excited about. So we are going to do an early morning magic, which I know that you've done too. And so again, you inspired us to do, um, to go into Magic Kingdom early and to um, take advantage of Fantasyland before the park officially opens. So we're going to do that on Mother's Day as well too. So that's kind of my Mother's Day celebration stuff that we, we had planned for when we're down there. And the other the other days that we're going to be in there, we just we have a few 
dinners planned. I love Skipper Canteen. I think it's such an underrated restaurant in Magic Kingdom. We always have a great experience there. So we will spend some time getting a decent meal at, at Skipper Canteen. And we have a number of fast passes to meet characters and to just uh, to go on some adult rides too, which is something that we haven't been able to do. We're going to take take a prioritize Big Thunder at night and Seven Dwarves at night and just take advantage of being close to Magic Kingdom. Nice. Now, are you guys doing the dining plan? We do not have the dining plan for okay. this trip. Okay. I do not think we will do the dining plan again, personally. So I, it's it, to me, it's almost just too restrictive maybe even just mentally like just trying to like think through how do I maximize my credits right. how do I like it's just it's too much stress for me right and so I'm I'm a vegetarian and so it will we will never make out on the deal basically uh-huh. because there's there's no way that the vegetarian option is ever going to be an experience the, the pricey option on the on the menu and so anytime that we've really kind of priced it out ever it just doesn't really feel like we we could really benefit yeah in a, so I don't think we are dining plan people unless <laughs> in the future if 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 I um start eating eating the most expensive thing on the menu maybe we'll maybe we'll be back on it yeah yeah I used to um you know people would say oh you know you can maximize the value of your credits by with quick service uh kids and adult entrees are the same so you know if you've got two kids just get them one adult entree to share so i'm like okay that's what we're doing okay kids you're getting this because it's the closest thing to something you'll like and you're going to share it and half the time they were like i don't want to eat this right (laughs) and i'm like okay i should have just paid six dollars for the peanut butter and jelly and milk and applesauce because that's what they wanted to eat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, and I, I totally agree with, you know, everybody says, Oh, it's great with the meal plan because you can get a steak and it won't cost you, you know, any more than a salad would have. But what if you just want a salad? Right. Exactly. Then you're losing money. Yeah. And I, I also feel too, that the times that we, we have had it, I, I, I felt a pressure, just a pressure to try to maximize, to get the most expensive snack that there was out there. And if if you weren't kind of maximizing the entire cost of the plan that you were somehow missing out. So those types of, my, my brain definitely plays mind games like that. And so when I'm (laughs) on vacation, I don't, I don't want to be trying to question my decision-making. I just want to be able to enjoy, enjoy the decisions I am making. Yeah. I think for people who want to do it, just kind of for people whose brains don't work like ours and you know don't have that like inner voice of this like super cheap skate who's like you will maximize this <laughs> um and you know people who want to kind of have that all-inclusive feel then like awesome i'm you know i think that's great and so i think the dining plan totally works for some people but i have learned that it does not work well for us so i understand yeah. that yeah. awesome all right well is there anything else about your trip that we have not talked about yet I don't think so. I think we covered it pretty well. I I normally try to do a lot in each day and this is a nice it's a nice calm trip. I'm really excited to see how it goes. We're not trying to do anything any sort of resort hopping this trip, which is another thing that I I tend to do a lot as well. And so we're going to stay in one place and we're not really going to be 
park hopping to a significant extent. And so I'm hoping that just my level of stress will be, will be at a manageable level on this trip. Yeah. Awesome. Well, fingers crossed that we don't have any weird out of hurricane season hurricanes. Um, I hope not. <laughs> no, I hope not. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for you guys. I can't wait to hear about it when you get back. Thank you. I can't wait to talk about it. And we will check in as soon as we get back. Perfect. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, Ashley, welcome back from your trip. Thank you. It is, as usual, disappointing to be back, but we had a great <laughs> trip. So it's it was. I'm excited to talk about it. I feel like coming back when your trip was great is at least better than coming back when your trip was less than great. Exactly. Exactly. We So we moved right before we went on this trip. And so this is actually the first time that I've ever left my house where it wasn't clean before <laughs> I, I went to go on vacation. And I was a little worried I wasn't going to be able to check that whenever I got on the plane, but I was, I was able to, which was great. We were able to go down there and just enjoy, but we've been back for a week now and it has been nonstop moving and unpacking and just a, a lot of activity since we got back. I feel like we've, it was ages ago that we were down there. Man, so you are like the epitome of needing a vacation from your yes. vacation. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so. Now that things are getting settled, we need to go back again so I can feel <laughs> just a little bit more relaxed. There you go. Yeah. See, you have a perfect excuse. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and jump into your trip. So you guys were going to be down there May the 10th through May the 14th. Um, so tell me a little bit about how your arrival day went. Yeah, so arrival day went well. We learned from a previous trip we we kind of took the the really early trip the last or the really early flight the last time we were down there we left uh the airport at six in the morning and learned not to do that again it worked for that <laughs> specific trip but this one we wanted to do the mid-morning flight so we took that out and everything was easy smooth flight on time ellie was good on the plane and so we had no no issue there and we got into mco around 10.30 and headed over to National to pick up the car and everything went smooth. It was it was great. It was the first time that I don't think that we had any hangups just whenever we got to the airport. But we had decided before we went down there, if the room happened to be available, then we would just go ahead right to the resort. But if not, then we were going to go over to Disney Springs. And so we hadn't received a text at the time that we landed and got the car. And so we decided just to head over to Disney Springs. We hadn't been there for a while. So that's where we kind of started our day and got there around lunchtime. And we had lunch at the Polite Pig, which I've never eaten at before. Have you been there? I have not, but I've heard really good things about it. It was amazing. I would definitely recommend it next time you're down there and anybody who's listening. It was a very pleasant surprise for me because I am a vegetarian and they had a lot of vegetarian and vegan options, which is not something that you would normally expect from a restaurant that's called the, the Polite Pig. Right. So we were we were very, very, uh, very happy with our lunch choice. And actually, when we were sitting down eating lunch, we got a text that our room was ready. So it worked out pretty perfectly. Nice. 
And uh, we did go over to World of Disney just because we were right in the, the marketplace area there. And I haven't seen it since it was renovated. And we just kind of let our daughter out, run off some steam. She was having a ball over in the, the stuffed animal area <laughs> and <laughs> ripping stuffed animals off the wall and putting them back up. So she had a ton of fun. Aww. And then uh, we, we left there around 1230 and went to go check into the Grand Floridian. Awesome. So you might recall I had requested a room, a specific room, whenever we, we, uh, before we went down there. And unfortunately, we did not get the building. I basically was just requesting the building. I didn't necessarily ask for a room, but we didn't get the building. And so I was disappointed about that. And as we were checking in, or the cast member asked just for our name and information. And whenever I was um, handing that information over to her, I, I mentioned that we had tried to request a room online or a building online. And she checked for me and said, you know what, we actually have one available. And so it ended up working out. We didn't get the room that uh, we had initially requested or that was the building that we wanted to stay in, but it ultimately worked out great. And if you're familiar with the Grand Floridian layouts, the room or the building that we really wanted to be in was Boca Chica. And they have Lagoon View rooms there, but you do get to see the, um, the castle and Main Street Station and Space Mountain. And it's just, it's a great location where you can see everything happening on the lagoon you can see the Polynesian over at the contemporary and so it just kind of it's a great space for being able to just truly take in all that is to offer on on the the seven seas lagoon so we were very happy that we could we could get that awesome now I'm curious when you said you submitted a room request how did you actually send that in So I had heard of of a couple ways that you could do it, either um, by faxing the resort or whatever they they allow you to sign up for whenever you do online check-in. I decided to call. So there were a couple of websites that I found that just mentioned the phone number that you can call and talk to a cast member. And so that's the the route that I took. I thought about faxing, but I ended up just, just making the phone call and talking to a cast member. Do you have access to a fax machine? I don't. <laughs> I don't think many people do. <laughs> I know that's I've heard of, you know, I've heard people say you can fax in a room request. I'm like, "How? I don't have right. a fax machine." Right. I know. And so I I actually thought about following up and trying to to send in some sort of electronic something to try to to also just kind of um try to put a backup request in, but I, I don't know. I don't know where people are getting these fax machines. I guess they're offices. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So how long were you guys in the room? Ellie was pretty tired when we got in. And so we were only there for, I'd say, about an hour and a half, though. We we, we checked in. And while she was napping, I was able to go. We had rented a car. So I was able to go um, drive to the the car care center on property and drop off the car. And by the time I got back and I had, we'd also ordered some groceries. And so I was able to have those delivered and she probably took about a two, two and a half hour nap when, when we got there. So she was, she was quite, quite exhausted, but it was good because she was well rested whenever she woke up and we were able to head right over to magic kingdom. And she kind of, 
she partied for a little bit longer than we expected her to. <laughs> we were able to have a little bit of a, a later night in Magic Kingdom than we initially intended. Nice. So what'd you guys do in Magic Kingdom? The first stop was meeting Mickey and Minnie and uh, in their, their birthday gear, their 90th anniversary gear. We have not actually met Mickey and Minnie at that location. And so it was it was super fun to see them in their, their outfits. And we had tried to get an outfit for Ellie that had the pink that, that was in Minnie's dress as well, too. And so we had a, a, a good photo shoot with them. And then we went and grabbed dinner at Columbia Harbor House, and then we went over to meet Ariel and went on Under the Sea, and we did Pooh, and It's a Small World. We just kind of cranked out a lot of fantasy land that morning. That's where we spent most of most of the trip, but that's or that night. Sorry, it was Friday night. Nice. Yeah, so we were able to go um, get a lot of attractions in that night. Awesome. How late did you actually stay in the park? We were there till about... Gosh, I would say 8.30 almost, 8.30 or 9 o'clock. Okay. And it was decent, decent crowds. It was it, it was quite pleasant because the there was a light breeze and it wasn't too, too hot. It had been really hot the, that, um, that afternoon when we had arrived, but it was low crowds. And I just remember saying to my husband, we, we should really stay because tomorrow night it's not going to be like this. I feel like we're having a a fluke Magic Kingdom experience Mm -hmm. right now because it was just low crowds and cool weather and it it just felt it felt like a really really ideal temperature and time to be in the park yeah nice well it works out really well that Ellie was coordinated enough to get a nap earlier (laughs) so you could take advantage of it yeah she did pretty good this trip with her naps we did realize that she she definitely has a limit on how much she wants to to sit in the stroller. And uh-huh. the last time we were down there, she she didn't really have many opinions. She was starting to develop them, but it wasn't they weren't so just present in her mind that she would just shout and say what she wanted to do. <laughs> we were frequently being shouted at and she would say up up because she just wanted out of the stroller and mm-hmm. she just wanted to run around and and try to you know, tackle people on Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Did you guys do anything else that night? Or was it pretty much bedtime after that? Well, so one of my favorite things to do in Grand Floridian is to listen to the, the Grand Floridian Orchestra. And so when we did get back to the resort, their last, I think probably was around nine o'clock. And that was the last, um, the last show that they had for that night. And so we did push it a little bit longer. We we stayed in the lobby and hung out for a bit. And they have moved the lounge into the lobby temporarily while the lounge is being renovated. And so they had a bar and um, we just kind of sat and hung out, had a couple drinks and watched Ellie run around and get all of her energy out <laughs> before we, we took, her, took her to bed. So... Um, one of the, the downsides of being in Boca Chica and that, that building in Grand Floridian is that when the electrical water pageant comes by, it is right smack dad outside of your room. <laughs> and so we really couldn't put her to bed before, before the time around 930 every night, whenever it would come by, because it, it was so, so, so loud that it yeah. would just up and so she she stayed up pretty late on this trip and we were we were quite fortunate but we figured we could push a couple late nights just for a few days yeah 
Awesome. And I just, I cannot comprehend the the purpose of the electric light water pageant parade, whatever that thing is. And I'm sorry if I sound like Ebenezer Scrooge to anybody who's listening, but man, that thing, I was like, why, why, but why? That is the, the second time that we have experienced it right outside our room. And what's funny is for years and years before we had ever started staying up in Magic Kingdom, we always missed it. My husband and I would be down there and we would just come out and we would be leaving. We were always trying to end in Epcot. And so we would be all the way in a different park by the time that it was, it was on display or whatever. We never Mm -hmm. saw it. And so it's just kind of funny to think that we chased it for a couple of years now. And then finally it was right outside our window and we're like, go away. away." (laughs) (laughs) Where's the mute button? I know. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. So what about that next day, Saturday, the 11th? What'd you guys do that day? So Saturday was an early morning. We were heading over to Epcot and having breakfast at Garden Grill. <gasps> and I know, I know you love Garden Grill. So <laughs> we, we were excited to go in there. The park was just, uh, we've never been in Epcot when it was that quiet and yeah. nobody was around. And I think most people are heading over to Norway. And yeah. so heading over to to the land pavilion was just calm and, and quiet and we got there and we had an 805 reservation so we were pretty pretty early um, one of the the first few families that were in there and I haven't been to to garden grill in a few years and so I just didn't remember how quick quick paced it was oh, and yeah. as, soon as, as soon as we sat down, they immediately brought over the sticky buns and Mickey was there. And so it was just kind of like, bam, bam, bam. As soon as we sat down, it was every character was there. And so it was, it was good. It was, it was, uh, I think we needed to be better prepared just for the pace of it. Because yeah. we, we sat down and tried to, to get proper food cut up for Ellie and it just wasn't happening. It was <laughs> as soon as I would try to get something in her mouth, Chip would come by or Dale would come <laughs> by. And so, I think we we had met all of the characters and had all of our food in under 30 minutes. It was just super fast, but it was it was a good experience. It was just it was one of the first lessons I think that we had on the trip where we realized that character meals for Ellie at this age might not be might not be the best. I know mm. she she loves them, but what and she had a blast and we had fun too. But what I was realizing was that she wasn't eating. And so I was sitting there and I was trying to figure out how to get food in her system and then the characters would come and she actually loves the characters. She really wants to see them and uh-huh. so she all doesn't understand yet that she needs to wait her turn. Uh, um, we had one other character meal on this trip, and um, it was in Tusker House. And if you're familiar with the the restaurant layout in Tusker House, you could see the characters if they were 50 families over. And so that was something that we were trying to figure out how to how to teach her when she's only a year and a half old is patience and waiting her turn. Uh-huh. And she doesn't understand, obviously. And so... Character meals are fun, but we had been a little bit of aggressive with our planning. We had booked three before the trip, and after our second one, we had 
we decided to cancel the third because nah. we were like, this is, this is just a little bit too hard on us as parents to figure out how to, how to get food in our child and how to, um, how to, how to get her to, to calm down whenever she sees the characters. But it was, it was really fun. We got some great photos and we actually, our goal was to get to character stop um, as soon as park opened and it worked out perfectly because we were first in line when we went over there and I did not realize this, but when you are first in line at one of the character stops, I don't know if it's just this one specifically or around, around the parks, just in general, Mickey comes out to, to meet the guests and to, to meet the first, the first guests and walks them back into the room. And so we had dressed up Ellie in a little Minnie Mouse dress that matches the one that Minnie wears in that location. And so we got some really, really great photos and videos of her being escorted back to the back with, with Mickey. And then, so we went and met all of them. And after, after we left there, we just ran right across the way to meet Joy and Sadness and Baymax. Okay. And we haven't met them before either. And so the lines were really short and they were so much fun to meet. Ellie likes giving pounds. And so she was giving Baymax a fist bump. Aww. So we got, again, another I guess, several good photos and videos. And so we had a really good morning there in Epcot. Nice. I haven't done the Baymax meet and greet, but I've done the joy and sadness one. And I think it might be my favorite meet and greet in all the parks. It's definitely up there at the top because it's private and it's so well themed. Yes. And uh, Ellie absolutely loved joy. She wasn't the biggest fan of sadness. but (laughs) she, She loved joy. And I remember reading that when Pixar was creating the the emotions that they did all of this research and um, on the psychology behind the specific emotions and colors that that go with those emotions and joy is blue and green and she has sparkles and so it just the the photos you could actually see in her eyes she's just mesmerized by mm. by this character that she's meeting and so it's we had not yet met them and i think that that's definitely going to be a stop on our on our trips going forward cuz she just had such a great time meeting them all oh, fun we got their uh, signatures when we were there and Joy signs with this like big, you know, like within the O, there's like a smiley face, you know, and it's all happy and sadness actually writes the le- instead of writing the letters next to each other, writes them going down, 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 down the page and they look like teardrops. Oh, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my goodness, this is just like this is fantastic. Yes. And the details. It's just amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, what'd you guys do after your character meets? So we we decided then to just we were actually planning to head down to Hollywood Studios. We didn't want to spend too too much time in Epcot because we were going to be heading back there later in the trip, and we wanted to to do our 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 stroll down um, down the or around the boardwalk and down to Hollywood Studios. And so that was the time that we were able to work it into the schedule. But we stopped at Figment on the way on the way to Hollywood Studios. Uh, Vanellope and Wreck It Ralph were also meeting inside mm. um, inside that building whenever we we exited the Figment ride, and so she met she met them, and that was fun. We haven't met them before either. There was nobody back there because it was 
just before 10 o'clock and it was pretty quiet in that area. And so that was fun. And then we just kind of made our way out of the park. We hung out in uh, around the, the World Showcase just in the Canada and UK pavilions for a little bit, just taking some pictures. And then we, we exited through the International Gateway. And when we were down there, all of the walls were still up for the Skyliner. Okay. So we were, you could see that they were taking down the, the walls, though, inside the, the construction area. And by the end of the trip, they were completely, completely gone. And so it was kind of amazing just to see the how fast they move with, mm. with the projects. And we haven't actually experienced that before, where you could see just one day it looked completely different than how it looked the next day. Yeah. We stopped over in the beach club lobby just for a little bit, just to to grab a bite over at the yacht club. Actually, we grabbed in their quick service area and made our way back around the boardwalk and then walked down to Hollywood Studios. I, I remember saying whenever we talked before the trip that that was one of the things that I'm I'm wondering how it's going to be changed whenever whenever Star Wars opens uh-huh. and. It was nice to be able to have just a, a calm, quiet stroll. I don't, I don't know how how much it's going to change, if at all. But I, I just imagine there will be more guests on that on that path than than we've experienced before. And yeah. so it was nice to have have one one quieter stroll on the way down there. So one one other thing that uh, we did not realize whenever we were heading down there this time of year, as we were walking along the path. We were just being attacked by bugs. Ooh. And I don't remember this. We've gone down a couple times in May. I don't remember this at all, but it's known as the love bug invasion. Oh, I saw that online. Yes. And I I rem- just getting out of the plane, getting getting um after we got our car at the airport, we were just there were bugs everywhere. We were swatting bugs. And I'm like, what is going on with all these bugs? And then we checked into the resort and we saw all of these bugs on our on our balcony and just in the parks. But it was on that path specifically mm. where we were just, just being attacked by bugs. They were flying under the canopy in Ellie's stroller. And then whenever we actually got down to Hollywood Studios, there's some construction areas down there where the walls are just white and you just looked like they were just a sea of black bugs. Uh. It was just crazy. And so, yeah, this time of year, apparently there's a love bug invasion. And so these bugs just kind of, they're stuck together and it's their mating season. And it's, it was just overwhelming. And I did some research afterwards. I've actually seen a lot of people talking about them and apparently it's pretty bad this year. And so I don't know how long this season is going to last, but it was definitely noticeable when we were down there. And there was every single guest was just swatting, swatting out of their way and and just swearing at these bugs the whole time. And oh my so goodness. It was, it was kind of crazy. I love Disney World, but I hate that they built it in a swamp. I know. I, <laughs> I, I know. I know. I always think of this whenever we're going down there and I'm looking at the weather and it's 100 degrees or whatever it's calling for. It's yeah. just, yeah. With 130% humidity. <laughs> right. right. Like, and it just feels like it's 365 days a year, even though there's a couple months where it's not supposed to be like that. It's, yeah. 
Oh my gosh. So yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't as, uh, as memorable of a stroll as I would like to. (laughs) I think it was still pretty memorable, just not the way you wanted. Right. Exactly. Not the way that we wanted it. Um, (laughs) but when we, we got into Hollywood studios, our, our sole purpose of being there was just to walk around the park and just take it in. And we wanted to see Voyage of the Little Mermaid with, with Ellie. And so we, we, we headed right over there and it was a good show. I haven't, I haven't been in there in a really long time and it's actually kind of scary. I don't think I realized how dark and, Ah. and intense it could be. And so Ellie didn't, she didn't react, which was good, but I was like, how do kids watch this? <laughs> Tense. Um, so it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as, um, as energetic as I thought it was going to be and, and focused on aerial singing, but it was, a, it was good experience for her. And then we just kind of hung out in the park and just walked around really. It was actually quite crowded and it was close to lunchtime. And so we decided just to 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 grab a quick bite um for ellie we just grabbed her a quick sandwich and then we decided to head back to the hotel for nap time awesome okay so we we got back to the hotel and i am a huge advocate for now for having breaks in the middle of disney days Mm -hmm. i (laughs) i never we never used to to have breaks whenever we would go just as an adult couple um, so that was that was a nice a nice way to break up the day. And I went to to the pool and then did a quick workout. And my husband then um, did a quick workout too. And so we would just took some took advantage of having the resort whenever it's fairly quiet and most people are at the park. And so my my daughter slept for just a couple hours and then we went back into Magic Kingdom that night and had dinner at Skipper Canteen. It is quickly becoming one of my favorite restaurants on on property. Awesome. I love it there. What is it that you love about Skipper Canteen? You know, I think I think just the difference in the, the different types of food that they offer. They just have stuff that's a little bit more daring, and especially for Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, outside of Be Our Guest, has a lot of the traditional park fare, I uh-huh. guess. And I feel like I can get a decent meal at Skipper Canteen for a decent price. And we used to love going in to be our guest for dinner. But when they changed it to the fixed price meal, it just it didn't work for us anymore because I don't eat meat. And so I don't Mm. eat that big the big cost, cost uh, expensive meal every time we go out. And so I like the appetizers that they have at Skipper Canteen, the the meals that they have for kids are really good too. They're a little daring. Uh, you can get coconut tof- tofu for your kid if you huh. want, but they have really unique options. And so if you do have kids or a family that they're willing to eat different flavors, I think it's a great option. Awesome. So after dinner, we went over to Fantasyland and just did a couple of, of attractions. Ellie was actually kind of crabby this night, and I was too. It was hot, mm-hmm. and it was really quite crowded. I know Magic Kingdom is always very, very crowded on, on Saturday nights, and so it was kind of my 
Um, my planning mistake to, to make kind of later fast passes and just to, to think that we would want to spend too much time in the park. Cause every time we're, we're there on a Saturday night, it's just so, so overwhelming. Yeah. So we decided to forego our fast passes and head back to the hotel and just play at the hotel, which ended up being a really smart decision because, we just had a blast. She, we let her, we let Ellie just kind of run around the grounds and we went into the lobby again and let her dance in the lobby. And then we were just splashing around in the pool. And so we, we ended up taking advantage of, of just the amenities at the resort. And it was, it was a reminder for me to just not be stuck on fast passes, not mm. to be stuck on schedule. And that is something that I, I kind of fall victim to every trip because you spend so much time lining things up and planning things. And I like to think that I offer a little bit of wiggle room, but if I'm, if I'm letting go of a big thunder fast pass or a seven dwarves fast pass or something like that, I get really frustrated when I'm like, no, you don't understand what I had to do. It's 60 days out. But it was, it was, uh, it was a really, really good night. And we had an early morning the next day too. And so it was a smart decision because we were well rested whenever we were able to, to get up the next day. Oh, that's good. Okay. So then the next day was your early morning magic at Magic Kingdom, right? Yes. Yeah. So that was an early morning. We, we left around seven o'clock just to, to kind of start making our way over to Magic Kingdom. And you're you're spoiled at Grand Floridian because you are the first stop on the the monorail, and uh, so we we didn't have to to battle too too many crowds to head over there. But we got over there and we were we were let in around seven forty five and went we stopped on Main Street to get a couple photos and, and near empty park photos and then we went right back and just started cranking out as many attractions as we could and I have to tell you that is probably some of the best money additional money you can spend whenever you are at Disney World because we were able to do so many things. We also, my husband and I also did Seven Dwarves. We were able to go at different times and everything is walk-on. The only thing that we didn't do was it's a small world and we figured it was not necessary to get on the boat for 20 some minutes whenever we could just do that any other time. Yeah. But I think we, we opted not to not to eat breakfast until the park opened at nine because you can actually the the breakfast that goes with the early morning magic runs until ten o'clock uh-huh. and it's it was funny obviously we weren't the only people who were thinking that because the restaurant is just completely packed yeah. at nine o'clock everybody is just eating and I, I why would you go and and waste your time whenever you're paying to to go on all of the attractions whenever they're not open yet for for the entire crowd and so we uh we d- we had a, a great experience there. We did do the character meet and greets too at Princess Fairytale Hall, and that was a lot of fun because there there was nobody in there, and so mm. the princesses were able to spend a lot of time with with Ellie. And you wouldn't, I don't feel like you would be able to get that level of interaction whenever whenever the park is open, just because they they have such a long line. Yeah, that's awesome. I really think. You know, when they first had Early Morning Magic in Magic Kingdom, and I think it was 
um, Seven Dwarves, Peter Pan, and maybe Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it was such a small list. Yeah, and I was like, why? I mean, like, I, I get that if you want to ride Seven Dwarves a hundred times, you know, then great. But, you know, with kids who weren't quite tall enough to ride Seven Dwarves, I was like, I don't, but now that they've added, you know, and it's like seven or eight or nine rides, it definitely seems like it's way more worth it. Yeah, it it felt like, it, it felt like a really good deal. I hope nobody from Disney is listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Disney, like, it was we... priced appropriately. Right, it was priced appropriately. I mean, when they first started coming out with those things, I was frustrated to to know that there used to have so many more spaces available for extra magic hours and then to, to start charging for these types of events. But the reality is the crowds are just coming and so they have to figure out a way to spread out and thin out the crowds and still allow people to have the Disney experience that they want to have and so I completely get it it still is a little frustrating at at, at a certain level but it is what it is and I I think that if you do have some additional dollars that you can spend towards that experience I would I would hands down recommend it because it was it was such a great way to just have a low-key experience in Magic Kingdom. And there were definitely families who were just crushing through the Seven Dwarfs line, which was <laughs> kind of hysterical. But I yeah, we had a we had a blast. And we did after that event was over, we did just my my daughter loves Ariel, so we did just go head right over to meet Ariel first thing in the morning, and that's when we went to breakfast after we met Ariel. Nice. Where did you guys have breakfast? So the breakfast is at Cosmic Rays, okay. and uh, it's a pre- it's a pretty decent breakfast. We actually had a a cast member there who was being super sweet to Ellie, who was just keeping her entertained, and she was she was really fun. And at the the end of the the breakfast, whenever I I went to go get another cinnamon roll or something, um, something that I probably shouldn't have been um, trying to, to have many more of. But you <laughs> just told us that you worked out the day before, and this is after walking like 20,000 steps in a day, so no judgment. But it might have been my fifth or sixth cinnamon roll. Still no remember. judgment. Still no judgment. Okay, so you were going to get it. <laughs> she brought us over a to-go box, and she said, go put more in there. You got to take more. You don't... <laughs> and so she was just super, super sweet. We actually submit a cast compliment for her. Oh, good. Because she was just, she was playing peekaboo with Ellie and just giving her, uh, giving her a lot of laughs. Nice. Yeah. So it was super fun. And then we, um, we left shortly after that. We wanted to stay in Magic Kingdom just for a bit, just to, to kind of walk around and hang out. I can't remember what all we did, but we just kind of took advantage of the quiet, um, the quieter park time. And then we wanted to go back to the, to the hotel and get Ellie down for an early nap. And, um, but before we did that, we went and spent about an hour, hour and a half at the pool, which was a lot of fun. We just, we don't spend enough time at the pools and I, I love being able to, to include that in our trips. Yeah. And uh, so after after nap time, we I think it might have rained actually, and we we might have lucked out that day because we hadn't had any sort of weather anything up until that point, and we we were inside, so we were quite fortunate. Um, the next day, not so much, but we whenever we left to go over to Epcot, 
the weather had kind of cooled off a little bit because the rain didn't uh, wash some of it away and actually didn't bring too much humidity. So that was nice and nice, pleasant weather to go over to Epcot that night. Oh, good. We actually opted to take a a minivan Mm -hmm. over to Beach Club. And last May when we were down in Disney, my, um, my daughter Ellie and I had posed on a couple of the chairs in the beach club lobby and we got a cute photo. And so I was trying to replicate that photo. Every time we go down to Disney, we have a couple of different photo spots that we take pictures at. And so Uh this specifically, I was trying to replicate just because we've gone down for mother's day and she was not having it. And so (laughs) it was quite a scene in the beach club lobby. And I'm sure a lot of people that were sitting there watching us just thought it was hysterical. So we opted to take the minivan over solely for this, um, for this photo and it didn't quite work out, but we were able to enter an Epcot through the international gateway. So it was a really, really quiet way to get into the park. And we just, we had a couple fast passes in there. We went over to Spaceship Earth and living with the land. And then we had, we made our way back to UK Pavilion for dinner at Rose and Crown. And I, I love Rose and Crown. I think that's another one too, that just has some unique food, but I really like the cast members there. I think they they share some great stories and I am personally a big fan of, of visiting UK and so I love always hearing the the new places that we should go check out whenever we're over there and um, just striking up conversations with them is, is a lot of fun. Nice. After dinner, we just made our way around the World Showcase. We had a fast class at Frozen, and after after that, we just kind of hung out. We snacked a little bit at some of the booths along along the way, and we were hoping that we might be able to hang out for Illuminations, but... I, I actually think Ellie would have been fine. I just don't think I was fine. I don't think my <laughs> husband was fine. We were not used to taking the monorail back over to to a hotel at night or because we frequently stay around Epcot resorts and we're we're when we when we stay in the park that late it's it's nice to just be able to walk back to your resort and not have to fight any crowds. And so I was pretty worried about what the crowds were gonna look like to make it back over to um, to the Grand Floridian. And we left around 8.45 and the monorail line, we had to wait for three monorails. And so it was already oh, wow. pretty quite intense. And it was a bummer because we were that close um, to be able to, to see the show one more time. But I knew that I didn't think my daughter was gonna be able to hang on for, for too much longer. And I also was, was a little, ready to go. And so we actually got off at the transportation and ticket center and ended up being able to, um, to get to the Polynesian right whenever the fireworks were starting. And so we just kind of watched the fireworks over at the Polynesian and took a really nice stroll down to Grand Floridian that night. And when we got down there, we, we also stopped in the little pool area and let, Ellie splashed around in the pool, which she loved. And so it was a, it was a nice, a nice way to end the night that night too. Nice. And I forgot you mentioned that this was Mother's Day. So did you guys do any like special Mother's Day stuff that day? No, we were going to, but I think some of the resorts had different, different um, opportunities available 
they do hand out flowers. And so I did get a flower whenever we were heading into early morning magic at Magic Kingdom. And then Rose and Crown was giving out flowers too. But actually, um, my husband surprised me with a with a bag, um, a, a personalized Minnie Mouse bag whenever we were down there. And he had my daughter um, hand deliver it to me, which was very, very sweet. Aww. And so they, we've never done one of those kind of in in room special surprises during all the times that we've been going down and so that was that was really fun fun was that through like the disney florist and gift people yes okay yeah yeah so we we got a a really cute souvenir bag that i was able to bring home and hopefully i'll be able to figure out how to bring it down for for future trips i don't really want to get it too dirty because it's cute but (laughs) fun well that's cool Okay. Well, that sounds like a good Mother's Day, an exhausting Mother's Day, but a good Mother's Day. Yeah. All right. What about Monday the 13th? What'd you guys do that day? So Monday was our Animal Kingdom day. We got up pretty early again. We were having, they did have extra magic hours that morning, but we, we didn't really want to try to rush to get there too, too quickly, but we we ended up getting right after, after the park opened it at 810 or so. And the lines were fairly long. There was a couple of other times that we've tried to to go into Animal Kingdom whenever extra magic hours were going on, and they were just very, very, very long, even at right at like 8.05. So it was surprising to see that I think Flight of Passage was only about 40 minutes at the time whenever we, we got in there, and we've seen it much longer before. Um, but we had a, a breakfast reservation actually at 825. And so it was kind of a bummer because we couldn't even take advantage of of the short lines around mm. the park. But it was nice to see that that they weren't um, they weren't too crowded. Nice. We had our breakfast and that was uh, yeah, that was the, the experience that we had where we were like, this is just way too much. <laughs> <laughs> My husband, the We've gone to Tusker House before, before we had Ellie, and he was not a fan whenever we went. He just thought it was absolute chaos, and I had not remembered how busy it was. I'd been there before with with my mom after that, and had a pleasant time, but this time was just, it did, it just felt like chaos and um so it was it was very very loud and just and just overwhelming but we had we had fun anyways and um this was the experience though where where my daughter she would see mickey or or daisy or donald or somebody across the way and she would just get so upset if if she couldn't go see them and so that was when we realized maybe character meals not 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 this many, not so much for um, for the next trip. But the breakfast, I love the breakfast inside there. There's a ton of options, and I really like having just options, period. And they have salads and fruits and pastries and your usual breakfast staples, but they're not – it's not – like it's, it seems like it's jazzed up a little bit. If okay. that makes any sense, they have like zebra coffee cake and just unique items mm. that you wouldn't necessarily find at a Crystal Palace or something like yeah. that. And so, um, I I do I love the food over in Animal Kingdom, and um, so hopefully in a couple of years we'll be able to go back and visit Tusker House. I would definitely recommend it for other people, but uh-huh. just know that it's it's a little bit louder than yeah. some of the other places. 
I gotcha. Okay, well, cool. What time did you guys finish up breakfast there? Do you remember? So we were done with breakfast uh, probably about 9, 9.15, 9, 9.20 or so. Okay. We had um, a safaris right at 9.30, and I remember that we could we could go right on. It would, like our fast fast just started. Awesome. And so we, we went over to safaris, and it was a really good safari ride. There's times that I've been on, on that, that attraction, and there's just – not a lot of animals out because it's too hot or time of day or whatever, but it was still pretty early in the morning. And we actually saw quite a few animals that we haven't seen before. Oh, okay. It was really cool. I know they have on the ride vehicles, you can see that they list all the animals that you, that are on the safari ride. And I, there's so many times that I look up there and realize that I haven't seen several of those animals. And Uh so this was, this was a really solid ride though, because we saw just a ton of, of critters that we don't normally see. So that was fun. Then, um, after that, we went right over to festival of the lion King. And, um, I was worried about how my daughter was going to do because she, it's it's a long, it's a long show. It's Uh five minutes or so, I think, but she wasn't super excited about waiting for the show to start but whenever it started she was just completely mesmerized she loved the tumble monkeys and it's just it's a really good show i love love that show awesome you don't get to do it nearly enough yeah and then after that we we grabbed her a quick bite to eat and then we had our flight of passage fast passes and when we were in Festival of the Lion King, there we, we heard that it was just storming outside and you could just, in my, everybody's phones were getting alerts. You could tell that there was something going on outside. And we were smart enough to put the stroller rain cover on before we went inside. Ah. And I was hoping that the storms would just kind of pass, but it ended up being just a doozy of a few hours of just Mm. torrential rain horrific storms it was it was not not pleasant Mm. and this was another time on the trip where I I realized a valuable lesson about fast passes (laughs) (laughs) we because we one of us needs to stay with Ellie I feel like flight of passage is it's an attraction that can easily take an hour hour plus depending on how many people are in your party, how, how quickly, how efficient it's going that day. And it wasn't really my ideal option to get a 1230 fast pass, but it was what was available whenever I went to book them. And this is, I love, I love Flight of Passage, but this is maybe the third or fourth time now where we've gone down and it has just kind of been a challenge with the rest mm. of the planning and so I think the next time we're down there, we're just not going to do flight of passage. Yeah, <laughs> it can be really hard whenever, whenever the the circumstances are just not ideal. And uh, she really likes the river, the river journey, the um, the other one in Pandora. Uh-huh. So I feel like you know it's not as exciting for the adults, but it's it's an, it's it's a really nice attraction in its own and. So next time I think we'll just be doing that. But we were just kind of hanging out in a in a storm while we were waiting to mm. go on on flight of passage and 
I refused my, I went on first and my husband was like, no, we're just going to leave. I'm not going to go on it. And I said, no, 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 (laughs) you're going on this because not only did I have to work to get this fast pass, but we need you to get through that fast pass so we can get another fast pass later on. (laughs) It's just crazy. The the types of conversations you have uh, whenever you're in Disney world. Uh Uh-huh. So it was a little bit of an intense afternoon because every, it was just, I've never actually been caught in a storm of that magnitude down there. And mm. so we had to make our way to to the, the bus station and everybody was doing the same thing. And so it just ended up being a long journey back to Grand Floridian. I think we waited for about 20 minutes to get a bus and uh-huh. then whenever we did get on the bus, it took 40 minutes to get back to the oh, resort. Wow. My daughter wasn't loving it. So. <laughs> we had some very kind people next to us, though, who were keeping her entertained. And it was bumping up to her nap time. So it was just kind of a perfect storm of of, um, of things happening. But yeah. uh, when, she, when she had her nap, I ran over to the car care center to pick up the car. And I actually timed it because I know I had um, talked about how we do this kind of split car pickup thing whenever we're down there and we were staying at the Grand Floridian and so it's it's not I know that there's different locations on property where people can rent cars but from the time that I left the Grand Floridian to get to the car care center and then got back with the car it only took me 21 minutes round trip whoa yeah and to drop off the car the day that we arrived it I think it might have taken me close to 30 but I could not figure out how to open the gas gauge. And uh-huh. <laughs> that took like an embarrassing four minutes. <laughs> but I, yeah, I feel like that is, that is an option for people. If they are trying to figure out how to have a little bit of quiet time, downtime, you do have to go through the hassle of, of going and, and picking up a car. But the National and the Alamo reservation areas on property are actually on the ground level and, and um, not on property, but in the airport. And so you don't have to take another escalator, I think. And they clearly thought this out whenever they were, they were putting the car care centers on property and working with the specific reservation agents or the reservate the car reservation people. And so uh-huh. I think it's, it's definitely an option for people. I, in total, the, with, um, with the the two days of parking, we were able to keep our our car rental charges under a hundred dollars. And nice. so, if you can figure out how it can work for for your family, I think it's it's definitely an option. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so after after the afternoon, we decided to have a quick dinner at Grand Floridian Cafe, and then we went into Magic Kingdom for the night and. Went on a couple things there. I don't remember what all we did, but we were there for for a couple hours, and the rain had cleared, and so the weather was nice, and not too many people in the park, because a lot of people were kind of afraid of the weather, I think, which worked out to our benefit, and so it was a nice, a nice quiet night in Magic Kingdom for our last night. Nice. So that Tuesday the 14th, what did you guys do on your last day? 
So we um, woke up. We had just a um, quiet morning in the resort. Ellie did not wake up. She was just, she was donezo. She said, (laughs) I'm not getting up. And so we let her sleep in. We were fortunate. We didn't have anything to do. Um, Initially, I had booked um, a Crystal Palace reservation. And so that was the one that I had canceled. Ah, we just took a quiet, a quiet morning, long morning just to pack up. And then because we had the car, we were able just to put the suitcases in the car and store it when we went into the park. And we got into the park probably around 930. We had a couple things lined up. We when did, you say the park, I assume oh, this Magic, is Magic Kingdom. Kingdom. Okay. Yeah. So we chose to do Magic Kingdom on the last day. And we went into Haunted Mansion and... Uh, my husband's former boss, he had a friend who was down there at the same time celebrating his birthday. And so we met up with them for Pirates of the Caribbean, which was fun. And then we did a couple other things. We went on um, Under the Sea and Dumbo and just hung out in fantasy lands, let my daughter run around with a Mickey balloon, all sorts of fun things before grabbing um, grabbing a quick lunch and uh-huh. getting ready to, to head back to to the um the hotel to check out nice where was your uh your lunch your last meal in magic kingdom so we went to pecos bills okay yes and just had a a quick bite there we left um a little probably early afternoon and we were very 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 fortunate because we got on the monorail to head back to grand floridian and no sooner did we get on the monorail did another torrential downpour just kind of come Ah. flying into the area (laughs) and just just made it. They actually ended up holding us on the monorail for, um, for about five or six minutes because the winds were so bad. They couldn't, they couldn't go. And so we were fortunate. We only really got hit with, with the storm that happened on Monday out of three storms that happened during our time that we were down there. But that one on Tuesday, especially because we were flying out that afternoon, that would have that would have been just not pleasant if yeah. we had gone caught in the middle of a of a really bad storm right before we were about to board an airplane. Oh yeah. Okay. Awesome. So then you guys were able to check out of the hotel, okay? Yeah. So we we checked out. Everything was good to go, and we took the long way to the airports because we were trying to get um, our daughter to take a short nap before uh-huh. before she got on the plane, and we ended up getting a full hour out of her. And so she was pretty in in good spirits when we got to the airport. We were fortunate because otherwise she might have been um, a little unhappy on the plane. <laughs> Nice. Well, was it an uneventful trip home? It was an uneventful trip home. It was uh, it was a late flight, and it was it was not too too late, but it was a five o'clock flight, and it ended up getting delayed a little bit. And so we were we were worried it was going to be too late, but she was a trooper. Awesome. Well, good. Well, let's talk a little bit about your trip as a whole. What was your overall impression of the resort? I know you guys had stayed there before. How did you feel about your overall stay this time? I, I really enjoy that that resort. I, I mean, it's it's a it's a great resort. I know it's it can be a little bit um, more expensive, but it is to have the just 
the layouts and be that close to Magic Kingdom. And it's just, it's a beautiful, a beautiful space. Um, we were able to enjoy it a little bit more this time than we have in previous trips because we're always just kind of on the go. And I think taking the time to slow down and actually visit the pool, eat at the resort and just spend time in the lobby really, really made me appreciate it even more. Awesome. Okay. Did you learn anything on this trip that will make you do something differently on your next trip? Yes. Um, you know, traveling with a, with a toddler, I think it's, it's ever-changing. And so things that we did on our last trip and this trip will likely be different um, compared to whenever we, we go again. But I'm, I'm always learning as a, as a new mom, um, that's for sure. Yeah. One of the things that I know that we'll do differently is not have a a park day on the day that we go to leave. Okay. It's just, I, I used to really, really enjoy it. And, um, I think having, having a little one, especially her age where she still is napping, it makes for just an added stress. And I think at the, at that point, because my husband actually made a comment that, It was just kind of the Disney bubble had burst at that point. We were just kind of crabby Mm -hmm. at at lines and and people walking right into you and all of that. And five days prior, we hadn't been crabby about those things. Uh And so I think knowing that you're leaving, it just kind of changes your perspective. And we just felt rushed. We felt rushed and not able to relax and worried about the weather and, and all of that. And Plus, because we got home a little bit later, it just really didn't allow for for an evening almost. It was uh-huh. almost as soon as we got home, it was rushed getting everybody cleaned up and ready for bed. And so we would definitely probably just take a, not the first morning flight out, but do a, mid, a mid-morning or the, the lunchtime flight home. That would be good. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So based on this trip, what one tip would you give to a first timer? A first timer. Um, I would say if there are things that that you absolutely want to do, have heard that you you should definitely try. If any of them involve the parks that allow you to do the extra hours, if you can if you can splurge a little bit and include those in your park plans, I would definitely recommend them. No Magic Kingdom with the early morning magic, you're able to to visit Seven Dwarves and get that off of your list, as well as Peter Pan and Pooh. And some of those attractions can be really difficult to get fast passes for. And if you are able to do those attractions during one of those park hour the or the special events, then that frees up your flexibility to be able to do other things. And I know Animal Kingdom does the the night events as well, and Hollywood Studios does the height the night events as well too. And I just I think that those, even though they're an additional cost, they can be a way to really kind of eliminate some stressors that could potentially be posed with with trip planning in general at Disney. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, and if you look at like the after hours events, I mean, those in a lot of cases are basically as much as a one day ticket. They're like $125 or something, but they're one of the only times that you still get to see, you know, people used to talk about Disney World 10 years ago that like, Mm -hmm. oh, if you go in October, you know, it's dead and there's no lines. That's 
it's not true at all anymore. But at those after hours events, it is. And if you think about it, not just as time you're spending in the park, but the amount of stuff you can do, you can do an entire day's worth of stuff in those couple of hours. Right. I know. And I I think too, just it it can get really stressful. And I, I know how many trips we've done right at this point where I continue to walk away saying, why did you force that fast pass or why did you not just, and I think that those, those after hours events or the early events, whatever, um, wherever they're happening in the parks, they can really just free up some, some of your hours in your day and give you a lot more flexibility that you wouldn't, wouldn't have otherwise if you were stressing about waiting in line or fast passes or whatever. Yeah, totally agree. All right. And then my last question, do you have a return trip in mind for the future? We do. (laughs) We are going to be heading back down in December for my daughter's second birthday. Fun. That'll be awesome. I'm very jealous because I loved going at, you know, like around the holidays and stuff. And I really wanted to do it again this year, but I think we're going to hold off one more year. So I, I know you guys will have a blast. We will miss you guys. That's for sure. You'll have to, you'll have to, you know, take a picture of, of somewhere for me and and Photoshop me into it. We will. We absolutely will. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show and telling us all about your trip. I'm glad that there were no hurricanes this time. I am too. I am. I'm glad I was able to report back a good trip. Thank you so much for having me back on. Of course. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Big thanks to Ashley for coming on the show this week. Be sure to check out the show notes if you want more info about some of the things that we discussed. And don't forget to email me or send me a Twitter DM if you want a podcast sticker. That is it for this week. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at mouseandbackpod. Please rate this podcast or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. Bye, everybody.